everybody. Hi, friends. I'm Latara. I'm Laura. And this is Passions Podcast. Today we've got a special episode for you. We do. Because we're going on a short hiatus, but we don't want to interrupt our listeners and have nothing for you to uh, binge out on Passions with. So, what are we going to be doing for the next few weeks? We're doing a best of series. Yeah, a little, <laughs> hi- little highlights reel of all of our favorite moments. Some of our favorite moments. So we're going to play some of those clips, and we're going to we're going to do commentary on our commentary. Yeah, <laughs> just a little exercise in like narcissism. Ego. Yeah, I was going to say in yeah. ego. <laughs> yeah, I'm a. I, this has really blown my narcissism way out of proportion. Oh, I'm a monster. A monster. She's a monster. This <laughs> <laughs> is a monster She's now. A monster. So we hope you enjoy this episode. Here we go. Let's do our first clip. We met Sheridan. Sheridan Crane. I hate those cranes. Luis. Luis hates the cranes. Luis hates the cranes. I didn't know his name. The only name... Let's see. Who did I write about? I wrote about Sheridan a lot. Um, let's see. Well, she's a mysterious lady. We know so much and so little about her. Okay. So, right now, her storyline is pretty thin. It's insane, though. It's like, I don't want to die. Please, now that I found love, don't let me die. But, like, the whole time she's so sad and those, the French people are like, why is Mademoiselle so sad? Right. She's so such a sad princess. Usually when people from France talk to each other, they do it in English but with French accents. Yes, that's normal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Sheridan is sad and she's in Paris. And we find out... She's talking to a priest. (laughs) And she says, oh, my friend died. My friend Diana. And the priest does not miss a beat. And jumps directly to the conclusion that her friend who died was Princess Diana. Naturally. He asks her this in all seriousness. Would you be talking about Princess Diana? And she looks at him and says, her best friend is Princess, is Princess Diana. Diana. And then later in the episode, she's on the phone, quote, air quotes, with Princess Diana, and has the audacity to say, well, our lives have been so similar. You look at Sheridan Crane. Okay, Who even Sheridan knows you, Sheridan Crane? Your name is Sheridan. Like, hotel. That's the hotel. Exactly. Yeah, Sheridan Crane. Okay. More thoughts. More thoughts. Um, oh, Diana... Why did you have to die? Okay, so this first clip is from the very first episode. Let's just talk about the consumption of food that is occurring while we recorded. You can really it. hear me with the macaroni. <laughs> I remember exactly what I was eating, and it was a plate of macaroni and cheese. I can and not hear... even good macaroni and cheese. Oh, like Velveeta? No, no, it was just like the, I got the blues, the blue box. Oh, that's better the than... The craft. Better than Velveeta. I can't stand Velveeta. But not like homemade good right. stuff. With like the crispy edges that yeah. came out of the oven. Just kind of make it uh, mm. Thanksgiving, you know? It was just... Lazy mac and cheese, first of all. But I loved, not only could I hear, like, the sounds of, but I could also, I could also hear, like, the fork on the plate. Oh, yeah. I didn't hear a fuck. Unabashedly, <laughs> unabashedly eating macaroni. I thought that's what we were going to do for the rest of this. I was like, yeah, this is great. We're going to watch Passions, eat while we talk, and, like, <laughs> this will be great. And then I listened to it, and I was like, girl, what the fuck? <laughs> also... We start out giving Sheridan so much shit already. Yeah. Well, it was just so easy. Yeah. She was terrible at the beginning. And it is a ridiculous, it is a ridiculous concept that her best friend is Princess Diana. It's It's so silly. It's insane. And also it hasn't come up again recently. Like, we left that in Paris. I think uh, they realized pretty quickly that uh, it's just absurd. Yeah. Um, I also love the trope. I had forgotten that we talked about this. The trope that we see in film and movies um, and television, which is that people from foreign countries will speak to each other in English, but with the <laughs> accent associated with that country and, and dialect. It's like, what are you, what? Yeah. Just, they're speaking to each other in their own language and there wouldn't be an accent. You or know? often it'll just be a fucking British accent, no matter where they are. True. <laughs> Very true. No matter where they are. Does, doesn't matter. Yeah. They could be in Madagascar. It's a British accent and it's English. 
So that's that first clip. Let's let's move on to the next. Move on. So Sheridan has been in Paris for like two years. Yes. And because those little old French ladies said it in there. Yeah, they're speaking in English. She comes. She comes here every day and buys flowers and takes them to the same landmarks, and she does the same thing every single day. So apparently, for two two full years, two full years. But apparently, someone has been looking for Sheridan Crane because this guy sees her. He's standing on like a bridge. He's looking at. He's got on this like horrible blue jacket. Yeah. he takes out his flip phone. It's like a 90s color block jacket. It's, yeah, it's, yeah, like members only. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know. And he takes out his flip phone and he calls up his a boss, person. I guess, and is like, I found Sheridan Crane. We found, we, we finally, finally found her. After all this time. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm looking at her. And I, I mean, Laura and I both were like, she does the same thing. Every, Every day. day. She's done it for two, she's in Paris. Like, it's not And like, she's going to, like, the Arc de Triomphe. She's going to the Eiffel Tower. She's going to very uh, the, obvious places. It's not like she's in, like, Ridgeville Corners, Ohio. Right? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, she... Shout out to Ridgeville. She... <laughs> she is in Paris. Like, and has been there for two years doing the same thing. So, anyway, they have found her. And at the end of the episode, we find her sitting we in a cafe. In a cafe. Like an, out, an outdoor cafe. Yeah, very cliche cafe. It's yeah. very Paris. Yes. And this mystery man reaches into his little black leather Well, he's on the bed. phone again. Oh, he's on his flip phone again. And he's on his phone again. Oh, right. He's like, I see Sheridan, I, and I have to do it now. I'm, I'm going, going to, to shoot her. her. And then the episode ends. The end. As he's rummaging through this like bag. And so like we assume... He's not going to shoot her in a cafe. He's right. going to take a picture of her. Right, right. right. I, I assume that's what it is. It's just one of those things like leave it on a cliffhanger so that people will tune in next week. Tomorrow. tomorrow. Tune in tomorrow because they do this <laughs> oh every day. This stupid show every single day. Oh my God, what have we signed up for? <laughs> we have to watch so much of this and I'm so glad that you are watching this now. Oh my God. Yeah, we do have to watch so much of this. We've we've watched a lot. We're soldiering on. We're soldiering on. Well, I don't even know what I wanted to say about this clip. Uh, I see Paris. I see France. I see no one's underpants. No one's underpants. Yeah. Uh, basically, Passions has set up a world where no one is good at investigating. Oh, my this God. This paparazzo yeah. has been following her around, looking for her for two years, and she's been on the same path, going to the same landmarks yeah. over and over again, and he can't find her. Yeah. She lives the same day, Groundhog's Day style, over and over and over, and this motherfucker can't find her? Couldn't find her. He wow. was excited to find her, and then he still lost her. We predicted it correctly, though, that yeah. he was going to shoot a picture oh, of her yeah, and not shoot her with did. a gun. Yeah. And I'm just going to call that out because it's probably one of the only predictions that I have gotten right. No, <laughs> no. I never thought this sentence would come out of my mouth, Latara. But what the fuck is this creepy dismembered doll hanging out on the witch's couch? Okay, everybody, so welcome to the Passions Podcast. Uh, I'm Latara. And I am Laura. And we are watching, we've just finished watching episode two of Passions. This has to be one of my favorite moments. Uh, like, of uh, that we've ever done, because we, like, open and you just come in hot. Like, guns blazing. What the fuck is this doll? I... I love to see the difference between our intros and just remembering trying to record them and how challenging I found it. It was so hard. And like today when we recorded our intro, like first time out of the gate, super easy, flowed well. Yeah. It was just like, okay, we're figuring it out, which yeah. is nice. Yeah. I feel less incapable. Yeah. Your introduction to Timmy. I love Timmy. I love Timmy too. All right, let's go into the next clip. So, um, yeah, that happened. So that so then he called his little buddy over because he rediscovered her outside of this little bookshop where she was talking with the shop owner because they found a book of Diana and the shop owner, they're flipping through it together and she goes, oh, you two look so happy together. Yeah, there's a, apparently a picture of Sheridan and Princess Diana who were best friends. Best friends. And Sheridan, again, restates... I, I just worry that maybe I'll die here, too, because 
Our lives were so similar. We were both so sad. Girl, bot, you are not Princess Diana, Sheridan Crane. Yeah. Like, she was a princess, and you come from a family nobody even knows about. Unless you're from Harmony. From, yeah, in Harmony, USA, because <laughs> it's not in a state. It's like D.C. It's the yeah. old, like, district. Yes, the District of Harmony. The District of Harmony. T.H. Again with the eating. Again with the eating. Again with the eating. Uh, this time it was um, oatmeal raisin cookies, I believe. Oh, yeah, you made those cookies. Yeah. We went through a cookie phase where you made those. I made, like, multiple batches of chocolate chip yeah. and chocolate chip with nuts and all. We just couldn't stop eating cookies. We eating a lot of cookies for a little while. It was hard times out in Brooklyn. Yeah. And we had to have our little sugary Co- treat. Cookies give me joy. So, yeah. Yeah, and this is just another just another example of us shitting on Sheridan. She deserved it. Yeah. At the beginning, she deserved it. You know, they abandoned that Diana stuff so quickly because it was preposterous. <laughs> it was ludicrous. Yeah. And they knew it, and they're like, this isn't doing anything. This is not, like, garnering any sympathy from the audience. Like, this is a dumb idea. Let's just leave it alone. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. <laughs> It's supposed to say, K loves Miguel. I swear to you, it said, K loves Mignel. I, it I said swear M- I didn't see it. It said, M-I-G-N-E-L. I still, I Mignel. didn't, I, once again, I was not paying attention, close I enough attention. I swear, the set dressers wrote Mignel. Everything's very rushed on this show. It, it, uh, it doesn't look well thought out. No, it's terrible. It's the best, though. I this like is the it, best though. show in the world. I like it so much. Also. And that's not hyperbole. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It is. Um, also, you and I have had this discussion before, but, like, how tacky is a limo? <laughs> but it's 1999. I know. And, and that's, I feel like that's kind of, like, the height of, like, the 80s and the 90s and, like, luxury. It's like, oh, you have a limo taking you to the airport? Oh, you have... Seven Lincoln Town cars yeah. linked together. <laughs> oh, you have one person and your tiny duffel bag, and you need all of the space to go to the airport. You know what's the worst kind of limos are those ones? I don't know if the you remember, Hummer but yeah, ones. like the Hummers, like the hot pink Hummer. Oh my god! Ugh. But you know, I would rather if I'm gonna be if if I have to be in a Hummer limo, I think I would rather it be like garish and hot pink. Than like black because then and, it, yes, then people like, would be like joke. exactly people would be like oh at least she isn't taking it seriously I feel like if you're in like a white or a black one then it's like oh god they think that this is elegant but what if <laughs> <laughs> but what if people do think that you're taking it seriously what if people are like oh my god who does she think she in is? like a hot in a hot pink zebra stretch hummer limo <laughs> a stretch hummer how many adjectives you know they discontinued hummers they don't even make those anymore. They do. They no, do. they don't. They don't. No, they, they went don't. out of business. Good. Yeah, good. I'm fine. What a it. dumb car. I mean, Hummers are dumb cars. I stand by that. I stand by it 100%. I have not changed my mind at all. I'm so over the world of excess and thinking that that it. I said it in that clip that that means elegance and that means opulence and that makes you like somehow better. It doesn't. (laughs) It doesn't make you better. It makes you greedy. I I love how much you hate limousines. (laughs) (laughs) I just love that that's like a thing about Laura. She hates limousines. Like your likes and dislikes. (laughs) If I did like a dating profile. Likes operas. Hates limousines. (laughs) (laughs) And like, I've been in limousines and... I, the novelty of it was kind of cool, and it's like, oh, when it's like wedding stuff, you're celebrating with your friends. But after like five minutes, I'm like, this sucks. I'm very uncomfortable. I have to slide out in like a gown, you know, stuffed my sausage hog body into a gown, and I got to slide around this giant car in it. The Ugh, uh-uh. the only time I've ever been in a limousine was for a funeral. Oh, yeah. So yeah, they, I don't have great like fond memories of being in a limousine. Yeah, yeah. So was it a Hummer? No, oh. Laura. It was. A, it was a. Actually, I think it was a Cadillac. Ooh. Yeah, it was like a great Cadillac. Well, that's like the funeral car. Oh, I guess Cadillacs it is, and Lincolns. It? 
All right, now that we've uh, <laughs> now that we've brought the energy down a little bit, let's go into the next clip and see what we're talking about. All right, so that's it for our passions. Passions. All right. <laughs> Hello, yes, and welcome to Passions Podcast. That was a nice, sweet, short clip. I love it. Yeah. It's a nice little blooper, which happens often, where we just can't speak properly. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of them that I have cut out. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you for doing that. There's a lot of them that I have cut out. Well, I have to, because we'll literally go 45 seconds trying to say the same fucking word. Pumpkin. Just can't get it out. And then you, one of us, like, if I'm trying to get it out, you will try to like help me out, but you're not saying the right word either. <laughs> yes. Or vice versa. So to me. Let's go on to the next clip. We got into episode three. We just watched episode three, and I have a lot of notes. Laura's been taking notes the whole time, and I've just been eating. That's right. I uh, am Laura. This is my co-host, Latara. We didn't do that already? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Keep going. Whatever, we can cut it out. Or not. Who cares? Okay. More proof that we just don't know how to start this show. We struggled so hard in those first, yeah. like, 25 episodes. Yeah. <laughs> Even now, sometimes we'll go to record and we'll just be like, nah, this is not usable material. <laughs> we have to do it again. Do the whole thing again. Also, it's so interesting to listen back to that first audio setup and how different the quality is. Yeah. Like, even bouncing back and forth between what we're recording now and the clips that we're listening to is probably going to be pretty pretty interesting. Yeah. (laughs) Like, what the fuck? (laughs) Oh, man. What else? Then, uh, I think at that point, then they take us over to Grace and Tabitha and. The, oh my lord. The so we go back to, if you recall, will recall because we had forgotten, Grace has levitated <laughs> out of her bedroom window into her backyard and is having a conversation with a child angel. And uh, so we, when that came up on the screen, we were like, oh, that's right. She levitated out of her room right. and is having this conversation with this angel. Standard Wednesday night. But, but wait, there's more. The angel was like, Grace, I have much to tell you. I have a message to give you. She's like, but I have to get rid of our unwanted guest. Because if you will also recall, Tabitha, the witch, our wonderful, wonderful witch, is hiding. Crouched down behind the bushes between between her house and Grace's house, trying to figure out what this angel's up to. And then the angel... To she get rid of Tabitha. Puts her hands together, like almost in a prayer position. And then she's into them. She starts buzzing. She just goes <sighs> into her cupped, semi-prayer position hands. And just when you go, what the fuck is happening? Out comes a swarm of bees. Beads? Bees? Beads. Job's not on board. <laughs> Bees? Bees, people. Bees. B-E-E-S. This angel unleashes a swarm of bees onto Tabitha, who is behind the bushes. And of course, it's not real bees. It's like just little black dots that somebody drew into the video within like Microsoft Paint. (laughs) That was high tech for the time. It was not. The Matrix came out that year. Oh, did it? (laughs) Oh, no. Yeah, no, it was not. Um, it's still trash. Oh, it's one of those things where it's like that original King Kong, the black and white one with like the clay model and yeah, everything. Yeah, with the that looked better than the bees on this screen. Yeah, because but, it was like it's stylized yeah. a little bit. You can give it a break because it's from the '30s. Yeah, the CGI looked better in that than what it did in this. Just to give you an idea. But yeah. yeah, and then I also thought it was odd that like a couple of bees was enough to thwart Tabitha. And who all- is a witch? Who is a witch? And all of her like incomprehensible witchy power. Which we need to talk about her witch power because. Oh, Lord. <laughs> we're going to take an aside because this is very important. So 
it's very uh, it's interesting that you bring up like how could that thwart some bees thwart Tabitha because you remember that creepy doll we told y'all about she was Timmy. sewing his Timmy. name is Timmy and she was talking to him she finishes sewing her doll and then she brings his ass to life <laughs> she wakes his ass up she, he, she was like isn't that right Timmy and he didn't say anything isn't that right Timmy and then he woke up that's right Tabitha except he has a lisp and he like the kid playing him like he's so cute. He is adorable, but he doesn't move his jaw. And then he has like I assume, <laughs> I assume that the direction was to lisp. But man, oh man, it is creepy. He'd be like, "What's up, Tabitha?" I'm pretty sure that's how he talks. Oh, is that just it how he seems talks? that seems very oh. natural. Oh. So well, so I you're a jerk. I thought that little <laughs> I thought that little five year old was just a stellar actor. I don't know. No. I think that's an adult also. Oh, it is? Yeah. Oh, I thought it was a little kid. Oh, no. (laughs) Moving on. I didn't know. I thought it was just a really talented kid. I didn't know. That's okay. That's okay. All right. Kudos to you. To that talented, talented actor. Timmy's honestly the best thing on this show so far. So this is one of the first like interesting things that happens on this show. Mm. Grace levitating, mm. then the whole thing with the doll. This is like the moment I feel like when I was really true truly like, yeah, we de- this is going to make good content. Well, this is when they first introduce magic. They're like, "Oh, there's something funky going on here. Like there's something here that no other show is doing." Yeah. And and this is our introduction to it, which I loved. I um, still, to this day, feel like a jackass for not realizing that that actor was, like, an adult. So, Josh Ryan Evans is that actor's name. He's tremendous. Yeah. He's so good. He did a great job. I love Timmy and Tabitha. Yeah. I do. Yeah. I also also love that you were like, it's high tech for the time. And I was like, no, it's (laughs) not. The Matrix came out that year. (laughs) Like, and I'll, we just recently watched The Matrix, oh so I feel like you get a real understanding of what I meant by that. <laughs> we, that Matrix rewatch was great. Yeah. Keanu Reeves Oh my is God, I amazing. love him so much. Those movies are so good. Oh, man. Excellent. But yeah, it is, it's interesting. Like, why am I making excuses for passions? Yeah, I, I don't no, know. It's such a low stake, yeah. like, thing for me. Yeah. Low stakes thing for me. Like, why do I care? I don't, I don't know. know. Yeah, I I just, I hate that the character of Sheridan is such a, like, goody two-shoes, and she's so, she's perfect. Like, I can already Mm. tell they're, like, setting her up to be a perfect American princess. Well, she's not perfect. She's obviously crazy that she's lived the exact same day for two straight years, goes exactly, does exactly the same thing every day for two years. She's obviously crazy. While she heavily mourns the death of her, of princess diana and then she also thinks that there's this like weird curse hanging around her she's a lunatic <laughs> she has mental health she's problems which is fine if you have mental health problems but like do something about it or be actionable in some way i don't know yeah. I, all right don't you feel bad about the way you talked about sheridan now i don't feel bad about the way i talked about sheridan i and i would like to clarify because there is nothing wrong with having like mental health issues. We all go through it at some point. Some of us are more prolonged than others. There is absolutely nothing wrong with that. There is something wrong with doing the same thing every single day of her life. Well, That's such but, a good clip. But now we know that she, she was running away. Yeah, we know, know more about Sheridan now. You know. I don't know. Yeah, she still she still really sucked in those early episodes. Yeah. So, Sheridan Crane, st- like, so much of these early episodes is just us talking about Sheridan. But, you know, I'm okay with her being annoying at the beginning because that's going to be part of her arc. You know, yeah. I, think, I think what they were going for was sympathetic. Like, we were supposed to empathize with her. Yeah. But I did not feel that way at all because she was just awful she's you know? so annoying. she was yeah but that's good because it means she has a, a a far way to go and we can really spend some time developing her and making her more interesting so yeah. so to answer your question no i don't feel bad at all <laughs> good and, and eve says to sam 
that maybe he should try to find out more about Grace's past again. And then it's going to launch him into this very intense investigation where he goes to an internet chat room. No, the missing person's chat room. The. The. (laughs) The missing person's chat room. Because remember, Sam found Grace in a fire 20 years ago. That's right. No, not 20 years ago. However many years ago. It's been a long time, though, because their kids are old. Right. She has no memory of the first 20 years of her life. And when he found her, she had a piece of singed paper in her pocket that said Grace. So they just assumed her name was Grace. (laughs) (laughs) Which is just about the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard in my life. Do you walk around with pieces of paper with your name on it in your pocket? Yeah, only if they're singed, though. (laughs) (laughs) How else am I supposed to remember my name? We're hilarious. How else am I supposed to remember my name? How else are you supposed to remember your name? And her name did turn out to be Grace. Shocking. <laughs> Not really. Shocking. Well, Lazy. What was she walking around with? Like a like a letter? Like a, what, a bill? Yeah, I don't know. And it was in her pocket. You walking put your around, bills in your pocket? Walking around with a phone bill? And her, folded up in your jean pocket? I, I don't know. Or maybe it was like a Bible verse or something and the word Grace was like part of it and it just happened to be the only thing. And it just turned out to be her name, too. I don't know. No. (laughs) (laughs) Or was it like a handwritten note to herself, like, they're going to destroy you. You have to remember who you are. Your name is Grace. You know, and it's like the last, like, she had two seconds. That's the only thing she could do was write down her own name. I don't know. Like, what was that? It's also nice to just revisit the missing person's chat room. Latara. I'm dead. The... The missing, missing person's the. chat room. And they found her on there. They did. <laughs> there must have not been a lot of missing people then. I don't know. I it's... just feel like there's always... So, it's so sad. Like, there's always, always... There's always so many missing people. Yeah. Like, the idea of, like, one chat room is... is Seems like it would be absurd. overwhelmed with searchers. Seekers, if you will. <laughs> with seekers, if you will. But um, she shows up with the doll, and Grace is thrilled to see it. She was like, Tabitha shows up, she's like, I got, I brought you this doll. <laughs> That's my Tabitha voice. <laughs> you do her a disservice. <laughs> I, would, should... I can only do one good voice, and it's goofy. Well, you, now you have to demonstrate. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> Wait. Okay. <laughs> Maxi. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm trying my best. Okay. All right. <laughs> I, have, I have officially become. Uh, uh, I've officially come undone. I am undone. Oh, yeah, Tabitha shows up funny. with her doll, and and she's like, "I brought you this doll." Oh. <laughs> it's getting worse. <laughs> Latara, would you like another shot at that one? Listen, the number of times I've done different voices on this show <laughs> that just didn't work out, and I have, I, I have like the, to live, bear the cross of having to like edit these episodes and listen to myself sound so fucking stupid. <laughs> I brought you this doll. <laughs> I mean, what was that? I brought you this. <laughs> No evolution. Wait, wait. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Hello, Derry, I brought you this down. <laughs> it's like voice. You're holding. It's like you're holding. You know how a chipmunk will store, or squirrels will like store nuts in their cheeks. <laughs> it's like you're storing all of your sound in those little cheek pockets. You know, like, be a witch, or something to talk like blah, 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 blah. You're kind of doing like droopy it's dog. It's in my throat. It's in my throat. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Oh, yeah, no, I'm not good at that. Hey. It's okay. Tabitha's kind of creaky and old and British. I don't That's know. Good I mean, Tabitha. it's not great, but I've also played a number of witches in my career, so. That gooey tissues, Grace. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is, is my good. 
Because you're an ingenue. You don't ever have to play like witches. You don't know how to do it. No, I don't know how to do it. I'm also just very bad at doing voices. Remember earlier today when I tried to do the Australian accent? <laughs> There will be, I'm sure there will That's be an opportunity for that. These clips. Um, would you like to do Goofy again? Because you are very I'm good very at good it. I'm very good at that. Yo, yo, Maxley. It's so good. That one is so good. <laughs> only that phrase, oh. though. That's the only phrase I can say in so Goofy's funny. voice. Like, I can't go like, Laura. Well, actually, you just did. <laughs> yeah, you just did. Let's move on. Oh, so funny. Teresa is obsessed, obsessed with Ethan Crane, right? Mm. So Problematically so. I mean, I think it's normal. <laughs> no, she has dreams and thinks that he's going to show up at her front door and that they're going to meet and she's going to wear a specific sweater and they're going to follow. I mean. But I mean, I think that about Trevor Noah sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> like I have these moments where I'm like. I think one day I might meet Trevor Noah. One day you might meet Trevor Noah. But then, like, we'll be together. Obviously. One look at you, and he'll fall madly in love. One yeah. conversation, and he'll be like, wow, her mind. Well, that's why I started this podcast, to get his attention. <laughs> Trying to get his attention. We've got, like, 12 listeners so far, so I think we're getting there. I really think we're getting there. Oh, my god! If y'all know Trevor Noah, like, send him my way. Thank you. <laughs> I have not heard from Trevor Noah yet. Come on, listeners. <laughs> I haven't heard from him yet. You're supposed to be helping my girl out here. I mean, ooh, I love him. Oh, He's great. And the work that he's doing, well, the work that everyone's doing for The Daily Show from mm-hmm. home is yeah. really great. I mean, the quality is pretty exceptional, considering they're all doing their best, like we all are, to do it from their, ho- from their yeah. homes. Yeah. Oh, Trevor Noah. Oh, Trevor Noah. I'm still rooting life. for you. I'm rooting for me, too. I believe it. I believe it can happen. I... I... I mean, anything's possible, right? We've more than doubled our listenership from yeah. what, whatever episode this was. Yeah. So, you know. Yeah. Could be. Could happen. Sweet dreams. I'm made of these. Who am I to disagree? I travel the world. Okay. <laughs> Stop. And then later on, Louise finds Teresa Tells her that she's going to start her job at the cannery tonight. (laughs) That's right. This girl started off her morning with a job at the Burger Hut. Burned it down. Burned it down. Went to the carnival. And then her brother's like, you're going to end the day with a job at the cannery. Oh, God. Think she's going to burn that down, too? You know, I wouldn't put it past her. (laughs) Oh, poor Teresa. I wouldn't put it past her. She probably, maybe she won't burn it down, but... Something, there will be some sort of catastrophe. Like, Surely. She's going to screw up some machinery. There's going to be fish guts involved. Oh, no. For sure. <laughs> I'm trying you to... Know, you just know. Oh, wait a minute. Are they setting us up for her to, like, spill fish guts all over Ethan oh, Crane? No. She's just going to throw every nasty thing possible on this man? <laughs> no. Probably. Poor, poor Ethan, really. No. He's just getting all the nasty things Whatever. I totally called this one. 100% correct. Yeah. Like, it wasn't an, it wasn't like a hard leap though. No, but you still got it. Take the credit. Stretch. But yeah, I got, I was like, oh my God. Cause every time she saw him, she was like throwing stuff on him. Yeah. She was throwing herself at him and then it just became objects and crap. Yeah. That she started throwing on this poor man. Also, I love like early Teresa. I love uh, Teresa's evolution is so fun to watch. I'm really enjoying Teresa. I mean, I'm enjoying a lot of the characters, but I don't always find them as likable as I find her. Yeah, she's lovable. Yeah, she, she really, really is. is. She really is. Oh, mm. Meanwhile, Sheridan is at her apartment, and she's, like, looking out the window, basically praying to oh Princess Diana. <laughs> oh, my God. Watch over me, Diana. <laughs> she's... And then... oh. It just is. I, I'm sorry. I do not like Sheridan Crane. She's a she's an annoying character. She doesn't make any sense. Watch over me, Diana. And then she basically says, "If I make it through this one night, I'll have love forever." I have a feeling that if I make it through this one night, I'll have love forever. What are you talking about? It's really pathetic. The the character that they have created in Sheridan thus far is lacking. It just she it just doesn't make any sense. It's illogical. Mm. If you make it through this, what about this night is so important? 
right? Versus tomorrow night. I versus don't... the night after that. Yeah. Also, what about the fact that a woman was looking for you specifically, was out on the terrace, ten seconds later, she was not there, but Jean-Luc was. Mm. That's... Suspicious at best. At its best. At worst, he's a murderer. Right, yeah. Like, he, he threw, threw her off the roof. He threw a woman off the terrace. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I just, I don't understand Sheridan. I can't relate to her in any way at all. God, Sheridan. 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 <laughs> Look, I stand by what I said, though. At that point, her character was lacking. It was. Yeah. So underdeveloped. I mean, it was like episode or something so it makes sense but she just was not interesting she was actively the opposite of interesting (laughs) actively actively oh sheridan be sensible be Be sensible be sensible oh Oh, sheridan Sheridan. (laughs) oh god and jean-luc i forgot about him yeah, I I really do wonder if the writers have just discarded that. I think they probably kind of left it open in case they wanted to return to it, but thus far they haven't. Yeah. I don't know if they will. And again, I do like the idea that Hank has is like wrapped up in it somehow, yeah. but I don't think that's going to happen. Well, because in my mind... I want everything to be wrapped up with a a nice, neat, pretty little bow. And so I'm trying to make those things happen inside of my brain. You know, I'm a big reader. And so most authors will will do that work for you. Mm -hmm. Um, And so so I'm doing the work for them. This show is a choose-your-own-adventure. But, but again, I mean, now that I know that there's, you know, 2,000-something episodes, I understand that there are going to be avenues that they go down and simply cannot return to mm. um, because they have to give themselves options. The story yeah. has to go somewhere. So I yeah. get it. Yeah. Oh, Sheridan. Oh, Sheridan. So Jean-Luc has set up these elaborate candelabras in the bedroom. Right. Giant candles that are lit. And so they're obviously about to make love, I guess. Ugh. They go, thank God that we didn't have to watch that. Thank <laughs> it's like a love scene God. I did not want to have to suffer I have through. never wanted to see people have sex less. Less. <laughs> and they're both attractive enough, I, but I just hate them so much. I hate them so much. I don't the want them to have any joy. And I'm just, I'm just like tired of them and over them. It's like, stop giving them screen, screen time. Yeah. Don't give them any more air. Oh. So... Yeah, we really had a lot of hate for them. It is starting to <laughs> add up. And now that I'm hearing it all in one go, I'm starting to feel bad about it. Uh-oh. We really, like, dogged them. I mean, John, Jean-Luc really deserved to be dogged, but I don't know about Sheridan. Oh, I'm starting to feel bad about the, the mean, things that I've said. Yeah, well, well, let's see what comes next. Let's see what the next clip next clip is. Probably us shitting on Sheridan. Probably. Oh, no. Likely. Very likely. Yeah, Winnie forgives her, and then Miguel is like, you know what? Let's go get dinner or lunch or whatever at the, what was it? The Lobster Shack? The Lobster Shack. This town <laughs> only has restaurants with insert food name here, insert structure, structure name here. <laughs> Burger, Burger Hut, Hut Lobster, Lobster Shack. Shack. What's next? Taco Shanty. <laughs> it is almost Cinco de Mayo. It isn't today the fifth? No. Tomorrow. No, today's the fourth. It's Cinco de Cuatro. It's Cinco de Cuatro. <laughs> hey. That was in May. Oh my God. <laughs> that was in May. The Lobster Shack, baby. I love how we didn't know what it was. You, you, I love how you were like, what? they're going to dinner at the what? What's the place again? The Lobster Shack? And now it has come up a million times. Yeah. It's interesting hearing the early episodes because I just didn't, I knew nothing. Yeah. I had zero understanding of what the show was. I didn't know a single character. I didn't know the premise at all. And so going back and being like, I don't remember this person's name. I don't remember this person's name. What was that restaurant like? And now I'm so, it's all so familiar. It is all so familiar. It's all coming back to you now, yeah. right? And that clip was not of us shitting on Sheridan. Yes, thank, <laughs> thank goodness. I needed a little reprieve. Yeah, oh, poor Sheridan. And she shows a bucket of fish heads and guts that are just hanging, hanging. from the ceiling. Hanging from the ceiling. Teresa says, what's in that? 
And the lady says, oh, that's just fish guts and heads. Why are they there? Why are they hanging from the ceiling? From the ceiling. And then they make a point to be like, oh, and that's the release button over there. Why are they hanging release from the ceiling? Where? Why release is there a release where? button? Why would you release fish heads and guts <laughs> from from a ceiling? And like th- we're in, um, and it's like a carry style yeah, bucket. Exactly, <laughs> it's like a carry style bucket, and I and we're in like a factory, so it's like I don't know, forty feet in the air, yeah. like just dangling. Why would you want to release that from the ceiling? Why that- wouldn't? Why would there be a release button and not like a lower button? You gotta lower that bucket down. Yeah, it's just a release. Why? And I bet you that it that like it tips the bucket, right? Like oh, release for tip. sure. It's not even like it fall. The bucket falls down or anything. No, it just the contents just slip on out. Yeah. Or maybe the bottom opens up. That would be better. Yeah, almost like a tractor, like a John Deere. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Like mm-hmm. I, like the claw thing. Yeah. Just releases and out comes the nasty stuff. Out comes stuff. the nasty stuff. And the contents just slip on out. I think that's my favorite part. <laughs> the contents just slip on out. It just makes me laugh. It makes me giggle. Oh, that gross bucket. Oh, why would anybody suspend a bucket of grossness? Yeah, I'm still confused about that. In the air with no explanation as to why. It was literally just to spill fish guts. Oh, it was just a way to get fish guts onto Ethan Crane's head. And that part I understand. But there has to, it has to serve some other purpose no, in order for it to make sense for being there. It doesn't make any sense whatsoever. What the hell? It's disgusting. What was that? <laughs> I love it. it doesn't make any sense. Let's go on. Part of the advice was like, you should talk to him, which is good advice. Yes. The other part was like, throw yourself at him, which was bad advice. Yeah. So they get Ivy all dolled up. And Ivy, like, plays into the whole thing. (laughs) (laughs) Plays into the entire thing with Pilar and have us kind of thinking, like, she has had a change of heart. Yeah. And then she opens the box and gets the key to Julian's room, I guess. In the other wing. She has to go to the other wing She starts to walk away and she goes, oh. And she walks back and gets her fucking gun. Yes, she does. Julian. But she's gonna look damn good doing yes, it. Yes, she is. <laughs> I love it. This is why I love Ivy. This is one of those moments where I really fell deeply, deeply in love with her. She's a G. She, God, she's a fucking G. I love Ivy, even though she is a snob. So I distinctly remember this because I did not read it as her playing the game and just pretending to go along with it. Uh-huh. Like, I totally read it as, oh, yeah, she's taking this terrible advice from Pilar, uh-huh. and she's totally going to seduce Julian, and it's all going to work. And then she's just, like, changed her mind at the last moment and was like, I better bring this just in case. You know what I mean? No, she was go, placating Pilar. She was totally placating <laughs> Pilar. Yeah. And I'm so glad that you pointed that out, because I did not read it that way. Yeah, no. And you are 100% correct. Ivy was never going to throw herself at Julian Crane. Nah. No, she's too good for him. She's too good for us. She's and too honestly, good she's too good for everybody. She, honestly, she we haven't seen nearly enough of them. Um Julian shit gets um really convoluted. Mm. Yeah. Well, he's the villain, so I know there's going to be some he, he's going to do some shit. I already ki- know it. Honestly, he's kind of a villain, but <laughs> really he's more of a Tabitha type of villain. Oh, okay. He, he honestly I feel I well you might not feel this way but he's 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 a fucking he's a fuck up. Julian's a fuck up. Ah. Yeah. He just like kept fucking up yeah, and I somehow mean, he ended was up born uh, that's on true. the top. That's know? true. But that's Julian, how he ended up there. But Julian is he's a buffoon. He's a buffoon. <laughs> he is. He really is. Buffoonery. Yeah. I which I feel like you can tell already. Right, from the little bit that we've seen of him. He's a clown. He is, yeah. Everything is very, like, over-the-top, kind of... I don't know, what's the word I'm looking for? Remember when he was crouched on the edge of the yeah. bed? Yeah. And, like, even the stuff in the limo with, um... I don't remember. Suzanne. Suzanne, yeah. Even the stuff in the limo with her was just... I don't know. Just so goony. Yeah. Julian's lame. <laughs> Here, we, let's go to the next clip. So then Teresa... I wish you could see me, but you can't. Holds out a fish to the side and turns her head 
to the other direction <laughs> and is like, here, Mr. Crane, here's a fish that I clean. Look at it. And he's looking at it and he says, good job. And she gets so excited <laughs> by that that she turns and looks at him and goes, oh, thank you. And he, and he looks back at her and has like horror. the flashbacks of like all the, the disgusting things that she has dumped on him. A look of horror comes upon his he face. He freaks out completely. He's, it's you! Oh my god! And she's, no! And she's frantically trying to explain to him. And no, even, no, you have to believe me. I didn't do any of that on purpose. And then she slaps in chum, hits that stupid-ass release bucket, and the <laughs> nastiest, <gasps> nastiest sludge falls from the ceiling onto Ethan Crane's head and it and doesn't covered. stop it, it doesn't, doesn't stop. stop it's and it, it's supposed to be fish heads and guts but it just looks like hundreds of pounds of sardines he and no oil. i eat sardines it that looks, didn't look like sardines it, at all it it looked like moldy mushrooms it looked yeah like slime like moldy mushrooms that have started to decay completely yeah. and like it, but it was like a pinkish color, cause yeah. so there's like bloody. It was, it was nasty. Disgusting. It, you know what it looked like? It looked like placenta. <laughs> you know what it looked like? What in the Lord of the Rings when the Orakai are being birthed out of the earth? Yeah, it looks like that weird like cocoon goo that kind yeah. of encases them. The like the or the goo in um the Matrix when they're in that yes. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, when he comes out of the stuff in the Matrix. That's exactly like, what it looks it like. It looks like futuristic pink goo. silicon goo. It was nasty. It, it was, was disgusting. Really and I actually gross. felt very bad for him. I was literally clenching my mouth <laughs> as if I was being doused in it. I was like, I hope you just, just oh, hold your breath, yeah. man. And he, he, he slips and falls. <laughs> and he can't and get, he up. get up because it's too sticky. <laughs> He's just laying on his bucket. He, I mean, oh, sh- poor it guy. just keeps going <laughs> and going. Yeah, so it was so, it, it was an epic disaster. It was amazing. Truly. Teresa has spilled. Let's count them up. Okay, blue paint. Blue paint on this man. Old she, pop and like yes, milkshakes. Milkshakes. Barbecue sauce. A bucket of and, barbecue sauce. And now fish guts on this man. <laughs> it's just getting progressive. She she's just getting progressively worse. What could she's poss- esca- she's escalating. What could possibly be next? Do you th- are they gonna up the ante no, again? This has possibly. to be it. This has to be the final. This has to be like, it. Like there's no more places in town for her to work, remember? Yeah. There's nowhere else for her to go. That's true. Yeah. Next she has to rescue him. Next she has to start working at the crane mansion. Oh shit. <laughs> she did start working at the Crane Mansion. You didn't were right. She? I was right about that. Uh, to be honest, though, I don't. I didn't remember. The, I did not really remember this storyline. I know. She, I knew she got into that mansion somehow. I just mm. didn't know how she got there. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I because honestly, this this first season, I don't remember a lot of it. I know these people, I know these, I know these characters, but I don't think I ever saw a lot of this setup. Mm. Like those first, definitely like those first like twenty episodes. I don't think I ever saw those. Well, to be perfectly honest, they're not the greatest. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, it's just establishing. You know, they're just establishing so much and introducing you to the world and to the characters and to the locations, and it's just you know lots and lots of information and not a lot of storyline, which I get because they have to set up ten years yeah. of five episodes per week, so there's a lot of content we got to get out at the beginning, you know. Yeah. So I get it, but um, yeah. yeah. Oh, Teresa, did we watch the Matrix? Yeah, like around the, the time when we were recording these mm-hmm. episodes, because there's we a lot wa- of like Matrix talk. We watched the Matrix later. Oh, okay. We watched the Matrix later, but when you said that thing about the Lord of the Rings, we were watching the Lord of the Rings. We had just watched the mm-hmm. Lord of the Rings. I remember because oh, I was. That time. I remember yeah. because I was in tears. Yeah, you were really emotional. I that's <laughs> those are my favorite books, my favorite films, The Lord of the Rings, not The Hobbit. Uh, I like The Hobbit too. Whatever, that's a whole separate conversation. But those those Lord of the Rings movies are so good, and they make me feel things I didn't know I could feel. Yeah. They really do. Yeah. Man, that last film, I'm in tears. Two thirds hours. It? Yeah, <laughs> four out of the six hours. Yeah, because I don't play around. I watch. Extended edition. Yeah. Obvi. Oh, it was long. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's move on. She 
is like, oh my God, he's looking for me. She gets all excited. She can't believe that Ethan Crane is looking for her. She thinks that Ethan is going to like profess his undying love to her. She doesn't realize that he's looking for her because he has been stalked and harassed and injured. And wants to make sure she's not trying girl. to kill him and wants to make sure she gets like some, ju- some justice done. Right. Right. And he, and she asked him to describe her. Right. And right. he starts saying, well, she's about five, three brown hair. And he's saying it all very matter of factly. Yeah. And she is hearing it with like rose colored <laughs> earbuds. Right. Yeah. Like she's hearing it. As if he's describing, oh, she has chestnut brown hair <laughs> and the moon lights up in her eyes. He That's did, how she hears it. He did kind of pause where he's like, and her eyes, they pierce into your soul. <laughs> like, he did actually say something like he's that. He's like, I don't. But what he also said was, I don't know what color her eyes were. I thought he said brown. He said he didn't. He said, I don't know what color her eyes. He said her hair was brown. He said he didn't know what color her eyes were. Oh, okay. That man... I thought he said brown hair, brown eyes, mm-hmm. and then went off about the eyes. But mm-hmm. he did say, he did kind of pause about her eyes. He he kind of was like, and her eyes. Well, I don't remember what color her eyes were. <laughs> oh, so she's hearing one thing, he's saying another, and she gets distracted and spills a little too much oil. And it's like, can I rub it in? And he says, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, and, sure, why not? Uh, and she, like, Stranger. Her, her, like, lip quivers with anticipation. That is, <laughs> listen to me, that is, like, Teresa's look. That's what she, that is her look for everything this going girl, forward. This girl. She's like, well, I think I can help you find this girl because it's me, Ethan. It's me, Ethan. When, when I say the phrase the man jumped out of his skin <laughs> i have never seen a human leap out of the way like this guy he shot up out of his seat he was sitting on one of those benches in the locker room he like sidestep hopped over it over another hopped bench. over the one next to it yeah all the way to the other side of the locker room in like 0.02 seconds I mean, he did it in the flash of an eye. He yeah. got so much he, air. He got big air yeah. on these jumps, man. He was in complete terror, right? <laughs> complete and He utter. was terrified. He's scared of her. <laughs> Understandably, right. she's deranged. Yeah. Everywhere he goes, he sees this girl that he doesn't know. It's clear that she knows him because he she knew his name, <laughs> right? So this person that you've never seen in your life, you suddenly encounter, what, three, four separate times and as Whitney says later in the episode, actually pretty soon here in an argument that she has with Teresa, uh, that every time she sees this man, she just dumps a disgusting thing on him. Yeah. Every single... Oh, Teresa. Oh, Teresa. Teresa Terror. Uh, Teresa, the, t- the terror. <laughs> she She's a... Oh, Lord. I remember at this point in the show, I, I, I like Teresa, but I was like, God, this girl... I wasn't all the way with her yet. Mm-hmm. I, like, I liked her a lot, but it just, this kept going. They added on to this and added on to this until she, it seemed like she was in a hole she could not dig herself out of. Right. Well, we, in the last clip, were like, where can it go from here? This has to be yeah. the last thing. And yeah. it's like, nope. The next thing is, she's going to put liniment oil on him and it's going to cause, like, actual physical damage. Because yeah. in the current episodes, 40 episodes later or more, he's like, I have welts on my back from the liniment oil. Yeah. yeah. Like, she, he has chemical burns because of this girl. Yeah. Oh, Teresa. Teresa. Oh, Teresa. He's terrified of her. He should be. He should be. She, she, she is deranged. I stand by that. Lovable lunatic. Yeah. Hashtag lovable lunatic. Yeah. Although everything she did, what they were accidents, but... She never should have gone into that gym and, like, put that on his back and done all of that. And then when she's like, it's me. Oh, my God. <laughs> what? Girl, she was what ta- are you doing? She was taken by the moment. Oh, he's talking about me. <laughs> oh, girl. She's crazy. Oh, <laughs> I love her. This, the lobster shack's going to be hopping. It's going to be hopping. When we finally get there, it's going to be crazy. So, Reese, our little nerd friend Reese, is walking around. He's First of all, he's walking around the carnival. Reading a book, Ugh, like a he's thick not. Book. He's not seated reading a book. He's walking around like Belle in the opening of Beauty and the Beast, yeah. just walking through town reading her reading her book. <laughs> yeah, a hardcover book. I loved it. 
And he runs into Jessica and she's like, now don't forget, Reese, I've made a reservation at the Lobster Shack at 8 p.m. tonight. It's for you and Kay. She doesn't know, but it's for you and Kay. So you got to be there at the Lobster Shack at 8 p.m. To which he responds. To which he says. Reese says, but I'm allergic to lobster. (laughs) Of course he is. Of course Reese is allergic to shellfish. Of course he is. Of course he has a shellfish allergy. Jessica couldn't couldn't care less. She's like, I don't give a shit. You'll be there at 8. There's no need to go into depth here. Depth? Depth? There's I, no need. What is this depth? What is this depth? I'm, I'm turning to Amphisa. What is this depth? There's no need to go into depth here. No. I only, I added this clip in just because I wanted us to have a good Reese Durkee clip. It's funny, man. Reese, Reese Durkee, Durkee Harmony's Turkey. Turkey. Love the guy. I love Reese. I do too. I'm wondering if he's going to develop and grow and yeah. turn into something more than what he is now. He is he does stay around. Okay. I can't say how much he develops, but he definitely sticks around. Okay, good cuz yeah. I find him delightful. Yeah, I like Reese. Set up So they've the, got that going. The lobster yeah. check. So we've got So basically they're setting us up for like this trio of things happening at the lobster shack. Right. Reese so, is going to get there looking for Kay. Kay is going to get there looking for Miguel. Miguel's going to get there looking for Charity. Charity's going to get there looking for lobster. <laughs> looking for lobster she's with her try- mom. She's trying to get a lobster roll. Yeah. Who isn't? Oh, man, I saw pictures the Me other day. Too. My friends, it was their anniversary, and so they got, um, they like ordered in. I don't know if it was Luke's lobster or where it was, but it looked like those lobster rolls that we got. And uh, it looked so delicious and i've been thinking about lobster, lobster rolls, rolls for like too. days now i saw pictures of lobster rolls because you know i literally just follow the hashtag lobster rolls on instagram <laughs> i didn't know that <laughs> <laughs> hashtag lobster rolls <laughs> i'm gonna hashtag that for this episode on instagram when i start posting things <laughs> And so one really good one came up yesterday i was like oh my god that looks so good <laughs> Yeah. I don't know why it's so funny to mm-hmm. me. Just to follow a specific food item. No, I follow, like, hashtag lobster rolls, <laughs> hashtag cake. <laughs> I feel like cake is more general because, like, there are so many cake competitions and cake yeah. decorating things and, like, w- like wedding cake. Like, that makes more sense to me. <laughs> hashtag lobster. Hashtag, don't judge like, me, Laura. Like, hashtag mango. Like, I like mangoes, too. It's funny to me. I like both of these things too. That's just funny. Well, I do. Oh. I follow the hashtag lobster rolls, oh. and you can really find some really great looking <laughs> lobster rolls. <laughs> you're, not gonna, you're not gonna hashtag a shitty looking lobster roll. Exactly. Right? Exactly. Oh god, we're I'm sorry, that was just so funny to me. Okay. Alright. I gotta be honest, <laughs> I still don't know why this is so funny. <laughs> <laughs> it's still so funny. Hashtag lobster roll. I don't know why. <laughs> I, I I said it in all honesty. Like I, was, I think that's why it was so funny. So sincere. I think that's exactly why it was such an honest moment. <laughs> I wasn't expecting it. I don't know why it's so funny to me. But it's not just me. No, it's the, not just you. Because like, yeah, multiple uh, people have literally texted me and been like, hashtag lobster roll. Yeah, there's something. <laughs> there's something funny there. I, yeah, I think it's just, it's so unexpected and so sincere. <laughs> and, like, you didn't think that it was going to be unexpected. You know, I think yeah. it's just, like, I, I don't know why it's so funny. I don't know. Hashtag lobster Hashtag rolls. Hashtag lobster rolls. All right. So that's the that's the end of the, the clips for the week. That's the end. That's all she wrote. But you can always follow us on social media to keep up with all things Passions Podcast. We are on TikTok. We are on Instagram. We are on Facebook. We are on, I think that's it. That's it. But you can't email us. Yep. Good old-fashioned email. Yep. We are passionspodcast at gmail.com. Yep. And we'll be back with another fun clip episode next week. And that episode will have better audio the early episode clips, those early episodes are so bad. It's pretty jarring going back yeah. from like those early like one, two, three, four episodes yeah. and then with today's audio. But you know, 
silver lining is we are improving and we're growing. We're getting better at what we're doing. You know, that's, yeah. that's, I don't know. I'm trying, yeah. to, trying to make it better. Yeah, but... y'all got to forgive me. I'm not an audio engineer. I'm doing the best I can. Right. Yeah. Right. All right. So that's all. Let's sing it. Okay. You are my passion for life.